Hey, 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 world. What's up? Get fluent back with episode two. We got to keep it rolling this week. This week, I got my lovely co-host, Andrea, and our executive producer, Mike, with me this week. Hey. Hello, hello. What do you guys want to get fluent in this week? Each other. We haven't seen you in like a month. I know. Like, I know. I, I feel like we didn't even talk. Like you just went to Spain and then like only spoke yeah. Spanish and then we just never talked. I, I, my accent is going to be extra strong for a <laughs> few pods. Well, I think I sent you like two messages and that was it. I know. It was like everything good there. You're like literally amazing. I'm never I'm, coming yep. back. I'm like, okay, cool. After we go around Robin about talking about our lives, I was just in LA and Mr. Franz was there. So I want to get into like the... Uh, creative culture there and here like kids Ooh, are renting that. tiktok houses and yeah it's crazy over there yeah yeah yes. we'll get fluent okay. in tiktok yeah. houses excited. Yeah, excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll go we'll do a little trip around the world yeah yeah let's start with you andrea okay. how is spain some highlights so, peaks and pits peaks absolutely everything i love it madrid is the coolest city i love it so so much it has a bit of a New York vibe. Yes, for me, like it reminds me of home of Peru too. It's super hip. It's super cheap. Oh, it's then cheap. So cheap. Like you go, first of all, they feed you everywhere you go. So you have a drink for two euros and you have yeah. snacks. So you don't spend any but money. Is yeah. all of Spain cheap or it's just Madrid? All of Spain is cheap. Madrid is oh. particularly cheap. Mm. My Barcelona is more expensive. Uh, my cousin lives there and she came to stay with me for about a week while we were out there, and she was in shock, Is, is that because the dollar is super strong right now? That also helped us, but overall, it was just super cheap. The nightlife is amazing. I There was one day that I woke up early to run at 8 a.m., and people were just coming home. Yeah, what like, was your, what was your best night home. out there in your, your trip? Oh, so many good nights out. Okay, I'll tell you, the best, best night out. So I was with my cousin, and we went... A really fun dinner, and then we went to this place that's been around since the seventies. It's called Tony Two Piano Club, and very it was just, English. but it was just one <laughs> piano room, and which had like I don't know, like a fifteen foot piano, and everybody just stands around it and drinks and like uses it as a table, and anybody can just go up and request a song and sing, and it's known because a lot of like sneaky celebs just go there when they're in Madrid yeah. and they just hang out. It was packed. There was at least 150 people in this room. And everybody from, like, people our age to grandpas are just busting songs out. And you are, like, the hero for those four or five minutes. Everybody's singing with you. It was amazing. We were there until, like, four in the morning. Super, super, super is fun. It, is it the karaoke where it's, like, awkward to be good? Or is it, like, awkward to be yeah. bad? It's definitely awkward to be bad. You should, okay, like, you know, okay. like no, 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 yeah. no. Everybody was really, really good. Because okay. uh, there's there's two types of karaoke out there in the world. Definitely not the, one of those. The corporate, embarrassing, if you're actually too good, everybody's like, yo, dude, like, chill out. <laughs> What's like, wrong with you? No, this is how it's, like, and, like, you know, people start getting drunker, and, like, they're like, oh, maybe we should sing. And I was like, to my cousin, I was like, we're not embarrassing ourselves. We're not singing. Absolutely not. We stand in the sidelines and just yeah. cheer. But that was a super fun night. Uh, everywhere is amazing. I don't know. I loved it. And let's highlight. I'm going to shout out this place because I don't know that a lot of Americans go there. San Sebastian, up north. Beach town. I went there the last week. I'd never been there. It is spectacular. It's a beach town. It's a beach so what, town. What's a comp that I might have been to? <sighs> No. Like South of France. <laughs> <laughs> like. But this is where they invented a lot of like the little pincho tapas, like this, like, you know, bread with like things mm -hmm. on top. So when you go to the bars there, it's a really cool system because you just go up there, you have them all out, 
you just select, select your beer, you pay, and then you go to and you just hang out wherever. Yeah. And there's like a billion bars like that. Loved it. Really, really highly recommend. So for, for people that are thinking about like the nomad multiple country lifestyle, yes. you're thinking about it. Um, what are your plans to integrate that into your life? And what would you tell people that are like thinking about trying it out? Totally. I think very key for me, you have to be prepared to have a weird schedule, especially when you're working with US. So I was working... 1 p.m. till like 9 or 10 p.m. Spain time mm. really helped because I went with my boyfriend and he was in the same schedule. Yeah. So that's easy. Another reason why I love Spain because everybody goes out around 11 p.m. So we were going out when everybody started going out. That's a big thing. But what is awesome is you, I had two days in one. I would wake up, go to gym, go to museum, have lunch with a friend. Start and work. St- and then start work. Were you exhausted though? No. I was thriving. Thriving. Siesta is important though. Yeah. Would <laughs> you, you would you siesta before I, work? Sometimes or? I would like do like a little like noonish thing, and then there were days where obviously I would wake up at eleven because we were out until yeah, yeah, that's fine. But I think that's super important. Honestly, yeah, you can just just need Wi-Fi. It's after being in our homes for two years. We can definitely be in another Did you feel like you could, like, lock in and be as productive? Or do you feel like it was more like a break for you to, like, not be so locked in? I think I was more productive at times because I would log in at 1 p.m. That's 7 a.m. here. So I would get shit done for two hours before anybody pinged me. Yeah. And that is something that never happens. Or when I'm here, I'm, like, on meetings all day. And then I have to, after work, actually get to work. Versus I was doing it the opposite in the morning. So that was awesome. Um, there was definitely days where I was just like, sure, if there's like late meetings, you will miss out a little bit. But I think it was just the right amount of t- uh, time difference to do it. I worked before for uh, an Israeli company. Mm-hmm. And that to me was too hard. Yeah, That time difference is way, way, way too much from It's so ASC. upside it's, down. It's yeah. so upside So then I would miss all the day. All, like I would wake up, log back in, and then like everything had changed. So yeah. that's that's too much. Mm. Cool, Mike. Yeah. What about you, LA? Oh, yeah, man. You know, uh, I just actually went out there to um, see some friends, but I noticed that I I was staying in West Hollywood, and I noticed all these like young TikTokers and influencers out there like renting houses in Laurel Canyon. Like seven of them live in there, and all they do is create content all day. Yeah. And how much money do they make from that? I don't know. So the way that those are financially structured, usually it's yeah. like someone sponsors the house and it's usually like the, the early people in that were like energy drinks. Like there's a bang energy drink house, which was the OG right. content house, um, which I think was the hype house or the um, sway boys or something at the time. Um, I think they've now broken up, but basically uh, a sponsor backs a house, you know, pays $20,000, you know, a month rent on mm-hmm. some mansion they bring in a lot of times, sometimes the creators live there. Sometimes they don't like, there's kind of more liability if they actually live there. Sometimes it's just so they like, just a, go into shoot. It's like a studio, Got you it. know, that they kind of pretend like they all live there. Huh. So, sometimes they do, but I, I think more often than not, it's more like a studio. And then usually what the creators get is like free rent or free studio. Like, and the brands pay the rent mm. and they're basically required to like incorporate the brand in some way to like, you know, a lot of, I, I don't know, like 20% of the content they do or, yeah, or, 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 <laughs> or some amount. So it's, it's an interesting model. Um, I think it's really cool that it, it kind of empowers creators to 
have a space to link up with other people that are, you know, following a similar career path to them and kind of bounce ideas off each other and create. Um, I'm not sure that it, how well it like backs out for the brands or not. I think that it's kind of a cool experimental thing, but um, I, I, I would love to, you know, try to start one out at some point. That's awesome. Do we have any of your creators that are involved in creator houses? So we have some out of a creator house in Atlanta that isn't a, uh, like a one where people live at. It's yeah. more like just like the Atlanta creator community. Um, so we have a couple out of there. They're actually some of our best creators are, you know, really polite. The guy that runs it is a guy named Keith Dorsey. He's awesome. Very, very like influential in the Atlanta creator scene. And he's, you know, done an awesome job of kind of making sure that the creators that he represents are super respectful, super professional. Awesome. So, mm. um, so yeah, but what, what did you think of the creator houses? So, uh, you know, I actually rented a car and I was like driving around and, um, Basically, you know, a lot of neighbors I saw are outside, very nosy up there in, like, the hills and Laurel Canyon. And I actually heard from a couple people that they hate these houses because they just disturb the peace of the neighborhood. Like, these guys and, and ladies throw ragers, like, like almost every night. And uh, some of the neighbors are getting really sick of it. And, you know, a lot of famous people live in, like, right. Laurel yeah. Canyon and Hollywood Hills. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's actually less... I mean, maybe it is ragers too, but I think a lot of it is just like people making content ends yeah. up and just like absurdity happening. Right, like right, if you want right. to make engaging, funny content, you're like, you'll see like a mattress come flying out yeah, of a window yeah, yeah. and like- And smoke you know, bombs. And smoke bombs and like and different- anything can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I think just the general like making engaging content means like absurd stuff happening. And in general, yeah, probably a bit of a clown show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, LA is definitely, you know, when I stay there, I only really stay in West Hollywood at Beverly Hills, but like the city of LA has uh, declined dramatically. Right. So yeah. for those that are loyal pod listeners, they might remember when we interviewed Mike, Mike told us he loved to live. No, no, I like West Hollywood. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But the city of Just LA, like West it still Hollywood. looks like Terminator from 1984. It's, 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 it's pretty... Yeah, it's not. I mean, downtown. Downtown, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. downtown, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's it's declined, um, you know. But I mean, like, I, every, everyone's still gonna go to Los Angeles because it's it's Los Angeles. Everyone's gonna yeah. go there. So you come back loving it just as much, a little less. Well, I mean, you know, I I used to go to L.A. like two or three times a year, but now I'm just like, ugh, I'm over it. Oh. I mean, I'll go like once a year, but yeah. um, yeah. I mean, like, I was just so I was just so taken back by all these these like 18 and 19 year olds there now that are just literally oh, yeah. making tiktoks that's I, all they do all day I, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah i'm super impressed with like the entrepreneurial spirit yeah. of like yes. kids these that's days. what i'm saying yeah like it's not like you know i gotta go to college and then yeah. get an entry-level job and then work my way up no. they're just like i'm gonna just like start doing this and like see yeah. i mean I, we'll see like how many are successful but just the way technology has moved social media has been super empowering but just mm -hmm technology in general it's like you can spin up a business and start a side hustle like so much easier than it, you could have back in the day who do you think has better creative uh like vibes new york or la la because like everyone's in like you know there's more space and there's like more famous people or here like i don't can't imagine like six kids living in a two-bedroom or three-bedroom apartment or whatever like renting it out that can get a little messy yeah i, yeah. I mean i think the creative vibes are definitely better in la to be honest mm -hmm. like it's like definitely the place to go right. if like your goal in life is to be famous mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. that's where you go it's always been that way i think new york we just have like the business grind mentality that they don't have there um i think everybody there kind of values clout over everything and everybody in new york values money over right. everything right um yeah and <laughs> so, they, they also start their day very late out there 
Yeah. Like here, here, you know, we're, we're they're, they're yeah. on East Coast yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here we're like, uh, you know, we get up at six, five, six o'clock in the morning. We go to the gym. We get, you know, cold or whatever, and then we're at work by by nine. Yeah. But these people don't start their day till like one o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's more like just like you know, yeah. It yeah. isn't so like rigid of like exactly. I'm gonna grind exactly. for like nine hours a day yeah. and then like you know go work out. It's more like I'm gonna like do a little bit of something, right. do right. a photo shoot, whatever. Um, Feel it out, yeah. And then you're like driving everywhere, so that also makes things go slower. Right, yeah. and the, like and the, like the traffic in LA is yeah. atrocious. Well, it's ten times worse than here. One thing that I'm surprised by, I was just out there at Vid Summit, um, which was happened like right by the airport, but. Mm. There, like, really is a super strong creator economy startup culture community out there mm -hmm. that, like, I haven't been able to more find in here. New York. Like, way more than here. Wait, so talk to me about it. Like, how was VidSummit, first of all? What is VidSummit? It is awesome. It's a um, it's a conference put on. This year was, like, hosted by Mr. Beast and then a, a couple others. Um, it's primarily a YouTube conference. I think it's okay. been around for seven or so years. It used to be, like, a place for YouTubers to come and collaborate with each other about you know how to grow in the space now it's like a mix of creators and also like uh i'd say like industry people that are trying to find ways to help creators monetize or help you know fix yeah. any mm -hmm. you know problem for them so um i went out there i was actually at vid summit which we recapped on um last season Com it was way better than vidcon really um, vidcon was much more like for fans to like fanboy meet, meet and greet like type of thing. And this was very much like, hey guys, like how do we turn this thing into a business? How do we make money? What are you doing? Yeah. Who are you working with? So like, I, I think it was a much smaller conference and it is kind of like, got, or at least for me, it was much more valuable because it was probably like geared towards creators and industry people as well. Like for awesome. me, Meeting individual creators isn't necessarily what's valuable for yep. me as, you know, it, with, my, with my role within Infuse. It's more helpful for me to meet other business people. What trends are you guys seeing? What are you guys doing? How do you onboard creators at scale? Yes. How do you do outreach? You know, meeting a single creator being like, what do you think of Infuse? It's always helpful to hear feedback from your users, for sure, and your, your target market. But for me, it's more helpful to hear how people, like, you know, productize yeah. this whole thing at scale. So. That's awesome. Did you go to any cool events while you were there? Yeah, we went to a couple cool events. I'm trying to think. We we went to, they had like a little like beach house party for this one company that uh, they did like, a, basically they were like QuickBooks for creators. Cool. Um, mm. We went to like a poker event, which was cool. Um, they were like credit cards for creators. It was a good like, amount of this like. This is really, that's really an interesting thing because now you can have all of these services that are geared for this industry now. Like you're talking mm -hmm. about, you see them everywhere. It's there's all these needs that are specific for this group that opens opportunity for a lot of more uh, people to open businesses that are adjacent to creator economy. They're not just about either. not You don't have to be just in marketing or just about creating, but there's all of these things. Oh, yeah. That you yeah. Can open Th there's up a whole business also. around exactly. it. I, I think one thing Alex on my team and I used to joke about was creator insurance. We were like, we should make creator insurance because these people go viral. Their money just like comes and goes. Yes. Like there's mm -hmm. no consistency. I actually met a guy, uh, Rob Gabriel out there that runs a company called Spotter. They've done, I mean, I think they might be a billionaire, billion dollar company yeah. now. Um, and literally what they do is they'll buy, they'll go to a creator and say, we'll give you X amount of money and we own all your AdSense revenue for the next five years. Mm. So basically they pay you upfront based on what their projections are of the revenue you'll make over oh, five years. And they'll obviously discount it for like, you know, yeah 
future value of money back to to, to present and you five, know take some risk. Five years is a really long commitment that's, in that space. There was no particular. That's five very years risky. Ago. That's risky. That's wait. That's yeah. very long, but I it's, mean, yeah. that's really interesting. You mm-hmm. think it's risky for the creator to give up their earning potential, no, 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 or no, risky yes. for the company? Both. Yeah, for you, the both, both no, no, bo- both, both. Yeah. Like, because because what happens if the creator just like gets into a scandal or something like the next year and then I'm that's sure it. They're protected Th- by that. That's why you, it's like a diversified portfolio. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like you're investing in people. Right. But like also a- some, like you might've paid them a hundred K for right. their next five years and right. like they blow exactly. up. Yeah. It's, and you're it's like, a risk. you know, you make 5 million off of what you paid a hundred K for. So it's a really it's cool business model. I'm trying to think some of the other cool yeah, stuff. I was going to say, I want to hear because it's all about based of what creators need, right? So yeah. like they're having all these new problems. What else are they? Another, another about? cool moment. I think like the, probably the highlight moment of the event was, uh, these two guys named Colin and Samir, they have a creator economy podcast. Uh, we're coming for you guys. Sweet. <laughs> um, and they went on stage. They had like, you know, 990,000 subscribers. And they were like, they titled their talk like, you know, why it took us 10 years to get to a million subscribers. They've been, you know, building this thing forever. And at the, they put up their live subscriber count and they were kind of joking. They were like, yeah, like when we made the title, we thought we would be there by now. And since it was such a creator-centric yeah. event, a bunch of creators, like, blasted out on their platforms, like, they go sure follow does. them. Yeah. Like, we need to get them to a million. And it just was, like, in real time, it, That's like, started amazing. skyrocketing. It's amazing. And, and within five minutes, they hit the million mark live on stage in front That's of everybody. So cool. Which was really, really cool. And it shows, like, the power of creators supporting each other and what they can do. Like, I, I think Mr. Beast was probably the biggest driver. of. I think he's tweeted yeah. something, like, but it's just crazy to see how like people and how they can work together to cross pollinate their audiences and you know a public space like that. It was I, really cool. I just saw something about Mr. B- I didn't even know who this guy was until I just saw him on TikTok like two weeks ago. He was going in like a Walmart somewhere. And he's like, "Do you know?" It's, it was him, Mr. Beast, and he's like, yeah. "Do you know who Mr. Beast is?" And people were like, "No." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's, like it, that kind of stuff is you know. But then he's good. like, yeah. he's like, "You do know who I am." Here's a yeah, hundred. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's now good. you it was, do. It yeah. was good. It was good. Yeah, that was yeah. good. No, his stuff is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's there's so many like an- there's you know, there's tax accounting for you know creators. Yep. There's QuickBooks for creators. There's mm-hmm. creator insurance. There's you know all sorts of different things. Because another cool company called Fanjoy, um, who I met the guy um, who, who works there, they're doing a really cool thing where they're trying to make like, um, what did he say? Like like a storefront like Trader Joe's for creator products. So like. Basically, just like they get a storefront, they rent out Got space, it. and then if a creator has merch, if they have a chocolate bar, like brand, a pop up shop, that's it's cool. It's a pop up shop. Do they do the production yeah. too? Like, do they white label products, or like the creators come with their own? The creators come, come with, with their, their own, own products, and they put it on the that's shelf, really cool. which is cool. And I think their 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 core business and what they've done up to this point is help creators build brands. So they're yeah. like, hey, Andrea, you have ten million followers. We think that like you, like your people would love your jackets. Like you always have cool jackets. Let's make Andrea jackets. And like, you're obviously then like the marketing arm of it. And then they help with like the actual operational finding the product, inventory, distribution, storefront. Um, That's really cool. I I love the real product piece of this. Like it pulls me. just don't make more skincare lines, okay? There's enough skincare lines out there. I agree. <laughs> hey, if it makes money. <laughs> um, I think one thing, though, uh, what was I going to say? I, I think it's 
a lot of them are really cool ideas, but like right now, the number of creators that can actually successfully launch their own brand and like a way that really yeah. makes material money is not that big. Um, so I think there, there's obviously like all these people I feel like are building for like the 1% of the 1% of creators, mm. yeah. which is great because obviously that's, you know, the, the where the most of the money is right now. But I think companies that can figure out ways to help, you know, the other creators who maybe aren't as engaging, which is what makes it hard, but find ways to help them monetize and even build around them. And, and those companies kind of have to be a bit more at scale, yeah. less white glove. But um, I think that's where people haven't really started to build as much yet. Wow. I always wondered, like, who handles everyone's OnlyFans? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like, do they have these similar... They do have managers. That's, not, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, they have, like, these similar... Uh, products like these like TikTok and, and Instagram, you know. Yeah, that yeah. that's another thing actually. It's like there's like the less brand safe underserved creator market. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. like everybody wants to work with like the hot girl twenty five year old girl in LA right. with a dog right, and right, like, right. you know, surfs and like whatever. Yeah. But like there's so many creators that have super high following and super high engagement that like maybe you're like uh, sometimes a little bit more risky on like the adult side. Sometimes just mm -hmm. like you know, they might have like guns or drugs right, in their content, right, like, right, right. but they're like, have these very engaged audiences. So it's like, if, if you can find, you know, if, if brands are a little bit more open to who yeah. they're working with, I mean, some are always going to say, I'll never touch that, but some, if they're open-minded about it, they can actually get like really good engagement. It's actually a great marketing channel for them, which I think that's pretty cool. people haven't really tapped into. Like, like that's what yeah. made me think of it. The only fans right. people, they're great at that, but then brands won't touch them. Right. Because it's a don't content. Well, a lot of, uh, some of it is not, it's like a people working out videos yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah. In general. But, yeah. In general. But <laughs> yeah. yes, in general. Yes. Do you think the market is oversaturated with like creators out there in LA? Cause definitely not here. I don't feel like a lot of big people come from here. I don't know if it's oversaturated. It's definitely like saturated, but mm -hmm. I think that's always going to be the hub where people go that like want to grow, like blow up in the entertainment industry. So you always have mm -hmm. the people hustling out there working at a, you know, restaurant and right. trying to make it. And then you'll have people that ultimately make it, which will be a much smaller percent. But I think that you kind of need the bottom of the funnel, if you will, of like all the people hustling, trying for to sure. make it to like, mm -hmm. you know, for that to filter into like the top, top talent that comes out of LA. Yeah. That's, yeah. um, pretty crazy i wish i would have thought of this when i was uh, 18 years old i know instead i started working for the city like uh, you know. I, actually, <laughs> I mean we, there's nothing what could we have done when we were 18 years that's old? true we had a flip phone if that <laughs> i had no we had iphones when we were 18 no, yes we, 2007 it came out right i was How 18 how old are you i'm 33 children children what are you like 34 like what's yeah. no, like, like we have oh iPhones. children <laughs> children like you didn't have an iphone when you were 18 yes i did i had the first iphone no way. No i bought way. it myself okay but there yeah. wasn't like a camera on it probably but the original iphone had a camera the first okay. iphone yeah. came out the year i graduated college 2007 yeah so like that how's that possible 18. how's that possible you guys math is bad yeah you have somebody. bad math it's not it was 2008 that was the first college. iphone yes and I was but 21. you're only two years older than me. I was 21. I graduated high school in 2007. So you were not. You were 19. That's the matter. No, yeah, was, you were 19. no. Uh, well, I graduated <laughs> high school in 2007, and I was 18 because uh. my be my my uh, birthday's in February. So I just yeah. Turned so 18. I graduated college. So I was. <laughs> 
I skipped school. Anyway, oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. You're, yeah, I don't understand this math, but whatever you say. Yeah, no, but it's true. Like the tech, the fact, technology. the fact that like an iPhone is literally like a content making machine yes. now. You're like, all I need is literally. like this. The thing. power is like, in your phone. Like yeah. YouTube had only existed for two years back then, and it was only I, like I remember when people were like, "What is YouTube? Like, yeah. like you why, why are people doing this? Like, yeah. they think they can make money from this, yeah. and like." The way it's evolved. I mean, it's taken a long time. A long but, time. I mean, it has eventually panned out. I want to know how many creators use their Google phones to make content. I really hope so not. So it's actually funny that you say, so yeah. Infuse app is iOS only right now. Right. I stopped the Android development months ago now. I don't um, blame you. And at some point we'll do it, but I'd say like one in like 30, maybe less people say like, hey, thanks for hitting me up. I'm super interested, but I realized... That the app was iOS only and right. I have an Android, so yeah. like I don't know like what we're gonna do. We're just kind of like ah, eh. like oh well. <laughs> I mean, we will yeah. develop it yeah. at some point, but it's just at this point, like one in thirty doesn't. You so know, it's not gonna like back out. Ninety-five percent of creators use iPhones, pretty much. Probably, I would say. Yeah. I would say that's a safe number. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's just so much. iOS is just so much easier it's, to it, use. At least in the U.S. In the I, U.S. No, yeah. yeah, obviously that's what I'm talking about. Because yeah. I don't know anything about yeah. international, but yeah, in the U.S. hundred percent. Yeah. Isn't that so crazy? what's the next creator event? Are there more creative events this quarter? So yeah, this we year? we obviously did our launch event in New York, which was awesome. Wasn't invited. Yeah, I know. Next I, time, next I, time. I already, you know, said my displeasure last last episode. But um, <laughs> it was it was it went it was really really well. It was incredible. Amazing. Yeah, it I had was a so lot of fun. FOMO. Yeah, I think we'll do our next one maybe in Atlanta, uh, maybe Austin. I think I we'll think do it like a second tier, but like one Let's of those. Let's go to the warm cities in the winter. Yeah, yeah. Do it. <laughs> I'll come to Austin if I'm invited. Yeah, come through. <laughs> uh, may, I, we might do one around uh, South by or something. That's, That's cool. Like That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the events, like, my, with my finance background and stuff, I'm kind of like a hardo about things. I'm just like, you know, like, this is like, I don't really understand yeah. how this is going to help us make money. But I've, I've started to soften up a bit and be like, I get it. Like, you're trying to build a brand and get, yeah, like, personal dead. connections. and You never know that one person and just come to this event yeah. in like Texas and then there you go boom infuses a multi-billion dollar corporation yeah, yeah it's you simple as that you, you, yeah, just like that you <laughs> never know it just happens like dream. that you, you never know that man. Is dream. it's yeah. a dream that's the dream you have to be positive for right, sure but I, I had a bounce out okay cool Love we'll do a quick know. pod this week you know it's great thanks everybody but for I, listening yes. episode two Andrea's back Mike got back on the saddle I'm um, here and we're we'll in our new room Matt soon because we actually speaking of events just one last thing we have a cool event happening in our office today. Yeah. We have a little really big brands coming in, yes. and we might get them in for a quick follow-up pod. Yeah, a so pod encore, if you will. A pod encore. So there will be a little PS Ooh, after this A matinee. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but stick around. Yeah. Stick around after this, and you get a little bonus content from, yeah, from, from Matt Conlon. That's right. Mr. Cool. Conlon. All right. Awesome. We out. Yeah.